0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. What are you doing to cope with the relentless pressure of lockdown? Do you scream into a pillow, go for long runs once the kids are asleep? with fewer outlets for release, many of us are turning to alcohol. According to the Foundation for Alcohol Research and Education, 70% of those surveyed last year in April reported drinking more alcohol since the pandemic began. And with many mums taking on most of the homeschooling, we can be the ones reaching for wine in the early hours of the day. Lucy Quick is a sobriety coach and co-founder of Thrivalist. Hi, Lucy. How are you?
1: Hi, Siobhan. I'm well, thank you.
0: Now, many people reported drinking more during COVID. Now, that's
1: more, but what is
0: considered too much?
1: That's a really good question, Siobhan. Studies have shown that there's actually no safe level of alcohol consumption. So alcohol is carcinogenic, meaning that it causes cancer. So the more you drink, the more you increase your risk. So technically, there's actually no self-safe amount to drink. However, we know that alcohol use is, you know, deeply embedded in our society, and there are people who just want to use it to enhance certain situations. So the Australian government, um, the alcohol guidelines state that you should drink no more than 10 standard drinks per week and no more than four standard drinks on any one day. And that's actually for men and women now. So that's a new government alcohol guidelines.
0: So if those are the guidelines, when is it clear that whatever you're drinking, whether it's within those guidelines or outside of it, when is it clear that it's a problem?
1: First of all, if you can't stop and you feel like it's negatively impacting your life in any way, then that's an indication that there is a problem. Um, You know, normally if you think there's an issue with your drinking, it's a huge red flag and signal um, that you're right and there is a problem.
0: I am thinking of people who are not necessarily excessive drinkers but might be drinking more during lockdown and that more might be one beer a night or one wine a night. If they're not seeing any impact, any negative impact of that and they can stop after one drink, essentially is that okay?
1: Look, yes, it is. I think, you know, what we don't see going on um, inside of us is that, you know, we reach, if we're reaching for alcohol to cope with any type of stress or anxiety or mental health condition, what we don't realise is that it actually exacerbates stress. So when we drink alcohol, the brain releases these really beautiful feel-good chemicals such as dopamine and endorphins, and they give us this artificial feeling of comfort But because it is a depressant alcohol, the brain wants to keep us alert and functioning. So what it does is it releases a bunch of stress hormones and stimulants like cortisol and adrenaline, which end up making us feel more stressed. And it actually affects the quality of our sleep, which just all makes us feel, you know, so much worse. We know what it's like when we can't get a good night's sleep. Um, So although, you know, how many drinks did you say before? Two. two.
0: One a night. Just say one or two. We could say that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Look, as I said earlier, alcohol is carcinogenic. So any drinking is not considered healthy. So it's not, you know, how they, you know, in the past, the alcohol industry has brought out studies saying that red wine has, you know, all of these sort of health benefits. Yes. It's not true. You have to consume a hell of a lot of grapes to get those, (laughs) those health benefits. However, using alcohol in a safe and healthy way is, is totally fine. If you're finding that you can't get through the night without that drink because it provides those feel-good chemicals that I, I mentioned before, then there's a bit of a problem there because what you're doing is you're artificially seeking something to give you that sense of comfort um, and reward and you know satisfaction, which essentially is unhealthy. It's a drug. So, yeah.
0: Mm, So, all of those things you just mentioned there in terms of comfort and ease and all of that stuff is 100%, I think, why parents (laughs) are drinking more during lockdown. Mm, Anyone who has tried to teach year four maths probably empathises with that feeling at the end of the day. So, when you're coaching people through um, sobriety, trying to Limit or give up alcohol. How do you help them replace that feeling? Because it is so easy just to have a drink, and when you're a time-poor parent, finding alternatives that can create a similar feeling, I imagine, a very is very challenging.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is hard to find that naturally, and so what we recommend and encourage people to do is to think of ways to fill your cup incrementally and steadily every single day rather than waiting or kind of searching for that one big artificial boost of dopamine that alcohol gives you at the end of the day. So being proactive about getting that dopamine in healthy ways throughout the day means that when you get to the end of the day, you're not wanting to, you know, scream into your pillow or, or <laughs> you know, essentially take a drug to unwind. Um, in saying this again, I'm not anti-alcohol. And I think that if it is just one drink, and it's within those those government guidelines, then that's okay. It's more if you can't stop after that first drink and if you're, um, you know, having two or three every single day. Creating routine is really important as well. So planning your day out the night before and actually including things to look forward to, so to get excited about because that, again, creates that sort of, you know, that excitement, that build-up and that dopamine kick in a natural way. And I know it's really, you know, hard to easily said than done at the moment um, with, you know, lockdown and the monotony of life at the moment. But thinking of little ways to get that excitement, breathwork is really powerful. And obviously the the standard self-care practices like meditation and nutrition and exercise so important.
0: Have you found more people asking for your help during lockdown? Have you found more people are struggling with their alcohol intake during lockdown?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it makes sense that when we're putting to these really stressful life situations, we reach for the thing that we know works the quickest, right? Alcohol. Mm. Um, and so, what we've found is that a number of women, And a lot of mums especially um, have found that they've sort of gone back to using alcohol in unhealthy ways. So noticing that, you know, when it used to just be a social tool or something that kind of came out every now and then, it's become a a really important part of their day every day to get through the day. So absolutely, COVID has and lockdown has really exacerbated alcohol use disorder in, in Australia and actually across the world.
0: When it comes to the kind of stress that parents are under, of course, no one's having a great time at the moment, but there are definitely people in tougher situations where they may have had higher levels of stress even before lockdown. And then after lockdown, those levels of stress are exacerbated. And I'm thinking especially of parents who have children with special needs. So taking away those supports, they might have had any respite they might have been able to get while we were allowed to get out and about. Um, Anecdotally, I have heard of lots of parents who really struggle with that kind of pressure and it is enormous when your Mm -hmm. child needs you that much. Do you have any tips for people that are in that situation? So it's more than just one drink to help you relax at the end of the day. It is, like you mentioned before, a, a real coping mechanism that they can't face what they have to deal with without it.
1: Mm, absolutely. And, you know, my heart goes out to these people. It just must be so, so challenging. Mm. Um, I think, again, it's, it's really taking a look at why you're using alcohol in the first place. So just going that layer deeper and taking a look at what's happening. And obviously what you've just mentioned, things are out of people's hands. So a lot of the time, the solution, unfortunately, isn't available to these people mm. so it's looking for support in any way shape or form and having a, a sober community so if you're looking if you are wanting to, to stop drinking sober community is vital so surrounding yourself with people who are going through a similar situation leaning on um, on this community you know having these regular conversations and connecting with with like-minded people who understand what you're going through, is so powerful um it's so powerful and it's so important to not feel alone in these situations
0: and is the choice always if you're at that point when you can't do without a drink is the choice always between drinking too much and not drinking at all is it possible to moderate drinking without giving it up completely
1: that's such a, that's the, the top question. Um, how do we moderate? And, you know, for a lot of our students who come to us, moderation is something that they have tried several times before, before coming to us. Um, and the answer to that is it's really dependent on the person. It depends on mm. how long you've been drinking. It depends on you know, if you, how many predispositions you have to addiction, um, what trauma you've experienced in childhood or, um, over your life in general. And, you know, it depends also on, you know, how deeply embedded your neural pathways are with that habit and addiction of, of using alcohol. So it's definitely not a no all Mm. the time, but it normally is, more likely that the person does need to choose abstinence if it has kind of gotten to a point of extreme alcohol use disorder. In saying that, we we always encourage our students to be super, super gentle and self-compassionate with themselves at the beginning of this journey. So rather than saying, I'm never going to drink again, it's much more suitable and effective to set set yourself a, a time frame that feels achievable and not too overwhelming. So saying sort of eight weeks is a good starting point, but taking some time off to begin with, to do the important work, to then reassess at the end of that period, whether or not you want alcohol in your life anymore.
0: Lucy, thank you so much for speaking with us today. It's been very interesting.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honour to be here with you.
0: That's Lucy Quick. She's a sobriety coach and the co-founder of Thrivalist. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at See you next time.